Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show. How are yous? Hope yous are all keeping well. Oh, it's a good time to be in the piping scene right now. We've got a lot of good news to share on this week's show. Oh, it makes a nice change, doesn't it? Yeah. Ah, See, I'm always the optimist, and whenever things like this happen, I always feel kind of smug. And I go, well, I told you so. Anyway, let's not dwell on that. We'll get into all of it in the news and updates, of course, on this week's show. But first of all, let's go through our introductions. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, like every other podcast out there in existence, we do have a Patreon. So if you would like to, you can. You go over there to Patreon, click on support and get your mitts on all of the extras. I have to say, yeah, there's a wealth of new extras over there, including some... um, Early exclusive previews, uh, let's just say. Uh, there's some big interviews that we'll be bringing to the pod here in the near future. But yeah, if you want to see what that is, yeah, there are videos and exclusive early videos for that matter, just for Patreon members. So you can go and check that out. Yeah, so shout out to our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Indeed. Right. With every Rab show, we always open the door to listener mail, and this week is no different. Well, I have to say, last week's weekly drone kicked off a lot of listener mail for us. <laughs> oh, it didn't half, let's just say. Uh, last week's weekly drone was talking on the topic of Balmorals. Of course, the chosen headdress by quite a number of pipe bands out there, it would seem. Uh, I did say that I wasn't aware of too many bands that did wear them. Well... I stand corrected. (laughs) Whoa, did I stand corrected. Shout out to Alison King, who emailed us a couple of examples from the city of Rotorora pipe band. Yep, the Rotorora Highland pipe band. Apparently, they wear the Balmoral quite frequent. Yeah. And also, shout out to Andrea as well. He contacted us here. Yes, shout out to you, Andrea. Thank you so much for contacting us. So many people got in contact and said, Hi, this band wears the Balmorals. So do these ones. So do them ones. So do that. Way too many of you. All right. So just shout out to all of you. Shout out to George as well. Got in contact to Charlie and to Richard. Uh, Let me see down the list here. Uh, There's Sinead. Sinead got in contact as well. There's way too many here. Okay. So I stand corrected on last week's Weekly Drone. I did say that I wasn't aware of too many pipe bands that do well wear the Balmoral headdress. All right. Could it be a thing of the future with more pipe bands wearing the Balmorals in favour of the Glengarry? Then perhaps, yes. Uh, I do know a lot of soloists that wear them, yeah? Uh, Now that we've received all of these examples of pipe bands wearing Balmorals, then, hey, I am quite willing to say that this is stuff that Rob got, Rob. 
Yes, that section of the show where I get stuff wrong and then I hold my hands up and go, yeah, I got it wrong. Uh, For those of you who managed to catch the live stream that we did yesterday on our social media, when we were talking about the dates and the calendar and everything, and then you all realized, uh, Rab, there's a typo in that graphic that you put up. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I got one of the dates wrong for one of our majors and... Yeah, I read it out on the live stream thinking all was tickety-boo, and then I thought, hold on a minute, that's wrong. I corrected myself, and then, oh, then came the keyboard warriors. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. Yeah, we got a ton of comments going, Rob, you got that wrong. You got it wrong. There's a typo there, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And I had egg on my face. Completely embarrassing, you know, putting up a graphic with the wrong date typed into it. But uh, yeah, there you go. It was a typing error. We didn't do it on purpose. And then very quickly after that live stream, we corrected it and put out the right graphic and all that. So there you go. Uh, So shout out to everyone who really enjoyed the stuff that Rab got wrong last week and yesterday. There you are. Stuff that Rab got wrong. And if there is anything that you believe that there should be stuff that Rab got wrong, then please do email us in. That's what Listener Meal's for, you know? BigRabShow at gmail.com. Let us know. And do you know what I think would be good fun, actually? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you guys out there because I know you're all a very creative bunch, okay? Yeah, but we have had stuff that Rab got wrong. We've had that on the pod now for years. Years and years. And... We've never once had a proper theme tune for it. I always kind of sing it myself and then I slap the table here or the chair that I'm sitting in. Uh, but yeah, stuff that rap got rock. Can someone out there write me a proper theme tune for that? Wouldn't that be cool if I could just like push a button and the theme tune played? You know, stuff that rap got wrong, da, 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 whatever. Yeah, you guys, you're the creative folks out there that are so good at putting this kind of jingles and stuff together. Yeah. Go for it. Be creative with it. Do you know what would be fun if I had some form of piping in it as well? That would be cool. Anyway, I'm just throwing the gauntlet out there. I'm spitballing ideas now on the pod. (laughs) Yeah, let's make stuff that Rab got wrong a bigger thing, shall we? Because I have no doubt I'll continue to get more things wrong in the near future. Aye. (laughs) No more. Anyway, I'm human. I'm human. I make mistakes. There you go. Right. Let's fly on. After we get listener mail, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Optimism. Yes, this week's word of the week, optimism. And I think it's definitely a word that rings true for all of us now in the bagpiping world. We can now look ahead to 2024 with a real sense of optimism. There's a lot of good news flying around in the piping world this last while. And none bigger than the news story we got with the five majors now in the calendar. We'll unpack that a little bit further, of course, as we get closer to the news and updates. Uh, But, yeah, there is a genuine sense of optimism now, where people are now starting to believe, well, hey, there was a real concerted effort to make the season happen. And with all of that work behind the scenes, it's now a reality. And we've now seen the collective fruits from our efforts, I guess, you know? So now we are all in a state of optimism looking towards this incoming season and thinking yeah 
it's going to be a good year. And that's a great space to be in, because for the longest time now in the piping scene, we've been kind of down in the mouth this last while. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to be in a space of optimism, and that's what's inspired this week's Word of the Week. Yeah, there you are. I am always an optimist whenever, you know, I look at stuff like that. You know, I always believe that there will be a silver lining somewhere. You know, as one door shuts, another one opens. So, yeah, I am looking forward to this incoming season for a load of different reasons. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, in future podcasts. Alrighty. Well, that's it for Word of the Week. And next, we would normally be flying straight into Weekly Drone. Uh, But unfortunately, we don't have any Weekly Drones at the moment. Yeah, that's been another quiet week on the Weekly Drone front. So there's been no no more Balmoral chat. Yeah, I thought that might have sparked some inspiration for folks out there to start talking about pipe band fashion. But no, it didn't. Uh, So, hey, if you have any thoughts or queries or, yeah, any drones on the bagpiping world, then please do let us know. You can go to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page called Weekly Drone. Just click on that and you can let us know your thoughts and feelings, warts and all, completely anonymously. Yes, and we'll bring them to the show, of course, where JD will read them out and, uh, yeah, we can all... Yeah, share our thoughts on your weekly drone. So, it can be a really controversial topic, or it can be in the colour of everybody's socks. It doesn't matter if you have a thought at all, and you want to share it, but you want to do it anonymously, that's the way you can do it. Weekly drone, go and let us know your thoughts and feelings. Alrighty. Well, that's pretty much us all through all the introduction portion of the show. There you go. I think it's time for us to get into everything else on the show. But before we do, I have to talk about the Super Bowl. Alright. Yes, I know, I know. It's one of those things. Everyone either loves the Super Bowl and the NFL, or they absolutely hate it. Now, you all know out there that I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. But for better or for worse, I'm a Bills fan. And let's just say the amount of piping fans that were watching the Super Bowl seemed to be in the hundreds of thousands. There was so many piping fans out there watching Super Bowl, and everyone had an opinion, and everyone was sharing that opinion online. It was so much fun. Uh, so if anything, I just want to give a shout-out to everyone who stayed up with me until about 4.30 a.m. here in the U.K., watching the Super Bowl, and we were all chatting amongst each other, messaging each other backwards and forwards on the status of the game and who we thought was going to win. It was just a lot of fun. A lot of bagpiping fans, uh, yeah, were sharing their thoughts and feelings on the Super Bowl. So who would have thought that a lot of piping fans are also NFL fans? I don't know. Maybe you're fans of other sports out there. I know a lot of pipers and drummers out there who are huge golfers and absolutely love their golf. And, yeah, would stay up to stupid o'clock in the morning watching, like, the Open and, you know, things like that. I don't know. I'm not a huge golf fan. Uh, But I do know a lot of people that really love golf. And, if anything, it seems to be a bit of a thing for piping fans that we do find certain sports enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, those that perhaps are a little bit more tactical can also be a real clear favourite as well. I know a lot of people out there who love uh, snooker and billiards and things, you know, watching pool and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm I'm going to watch a little bit more of the snooker. Yeah, I know this last while I know a lot of uh, rugby fans as well, so I'm going to do what I can to catch up with the Netflix documentary on the Six Nations and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, sports seems to be a thing, and... (laughs) 
I don't know. We've really enjoyed the Super Bowl here uh, in our house anyway. Uh, even though the Bills weren't playing, but they had a real lot of fun uh, sitting up and watching it all. It was just great. So just wanted to add that into this week's pod. I know it's got nothing to do with bagpiping, but I do know that a lot of piping fans out there love the NFL and love sports in general. So it was just fun to join in on the back of it when, yeah, when we're waiting on the season to begin. But there you go. All right. Enough of me waffling about sports. I think it's time for me to go and get a wee break. And I'll be right back with What's the Crack? Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi, Rob. What's the crack this week? Rob, 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 what's the crack this week? Hey, Rob, what's the crack this week? Well, of course. And what's the crack we have to talk about? The calendar. Yeah, we've finally seen some dates added to it, so... Yeah, we're going to talk about the announcement for all of our major championships, of course. We have to get into that. We also have some new job opportunities as well. We also got a bit of a UK tour announcement from the Red Hot Chili Pipers. That's exciting. Uh, plus, we got the playing requirements for the 2024 season as well from headquarters. Now we have our majors confirmed. That's exciting. Uh, we also have a number of bands that are announcing their St. Patrick's Day plans as well. We've got a lot to unpack in this week's news and updates. So, let's Let's not delay any further. Let's just get right into the news, shall we? Whether you're performing in a parade, on the field, or on the grandest stage, our marching drums will be your trusted companion, lightweight, durable, and crafted for maximum comfort. You'll feel the power of every beat without compromising your performance. With a wide range of sizes, styles and customizations, you can find the perfect drum to suit your unique needs and preferences. March with greatness, elevate your sound and create a lasting impact with the BDC Axial Snare Drum. Now's the time to stand out from the crowd and make your mark on the world with British Drum Company. Visit BritishDrumCo.com for information on all our marching drums. Unleash your true potential. 
Okay, let's get into the big news story from this past week and what we've started the show with. Yes, we finally have five majors. Yes, I couldn't be more happy. Uh, You might have guessed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we had a huge couple of announcements this past week from RSPBA HQ, uh, where we now have a full calendar of major championships in the books. So let's roll through them. First of all, uh, yeah, the UK championships have been confirmed as heading to Ward Park in Bangor on the 18th of May. Yes. I can't tell you how happy I am about that. Because, well, for multiple different reasons. The UK Championships was essentially without a home, and we weren't sure really where it could end up. There was multiple different venues talked about and rumoured as well, I have to stress. Uh, but, yeah, it is now remaining in Northern Ireland and finally confirmed as Bangor. Now, uh, there's been some confusion from some people online thinking that the venue in Bangor is where... The minor competition has always been held, which is up at Bangor Castle. But that's not the case. It's going to be in Ward Park, which is a different part of the city. And it's a huge open space. And it's, yeah, absolutely made for a major championship. Yeah, now they've held some huge big open air concerts there before. The likes of Snow Patrol, I think the Prodigy played there as well. You know, huge bands have played there in the past. So that kind of gives you a bit of a, an indication of, as to scale. The, the place is massive. So, yeah, a cracking good venue. I'm really looking forward to getting to Ward Park. And I have to say, huge shout out to everyone there at RSPBA Northern Ireland uh, for making this a reality. I Yeah, I believe a lot of the branches involved in these decisions behind the scenes done what they could to make it possible. So... Yeah, I'm shouting out to RSPBA Northern Ireland. Well done, guys. Uh, Yeah, UK Championships in Bangor on the 18th of May. So that's not too long from now. Yeah. First major in the calendar. Looking forward to that. Then, after that, we're going to Forez. Yep, we're going back to Forez, baby. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, Forez is actually a bit of a fan favourite. Whenever this announcement uh, came out from RSPBA to say, right, British Championships is in Forez. Yeah, the outpouring of people going yes was unbelievable uh, so shout out again at branch level there uh, yeah making this a reality and we're going on the 8th of june all right so get that date in your diary and i know a lot of people right now currently are actually booking hotels and travel and we'll unpack that a little bit right now uh, but yeah we'll get into it uh, but the british championships in forez 8th of june again it's returning to the same venue it was in in forez and, yeah, absolutely a fan favourite. Now, this is not a major championship, but it's kind of a big deal here in Ireland, I have to say. The All-Ireland Championships have been confirmed uh, on the 6th of July, and that's going to be in Newbridge House and Demence, of course, in Donovan and County Dublin. Uh, so, yeah, we have kind of known that now for a few weeks, but it's just good to see it actually published now. So there you go. The All-Ireland Championship is going to be in County Dublin, 6th of July. There you are. Now, we are still waiting on further details uh, for the Northern Irish calendar, for the likes of the Ulster Championships, etc. Uh, so we do hope to have more confirmation of that in the coming weeks. So we, I guess we'll wait and see. But from what I've been told, it is very much a work in progress and they hope to have dates announced in the near future. So we'll wait and see. So let's concentrate more on our major championships. Uh, yes, we have the Scottish, of course, in Dumbarton that we knew was happening. That's on the 27th of July. Yes. Now, the Scottish Championship has kind of lost a little bit of its sheen, I guess, because now it's not the last major before the big in. Yeah, we've got the Euros before the big in now, and we're going to Perth. Yes, 
Huge shout out to the Dundee Perth and Angus branch for making this a reality. Uh, yeah, we're going on the 11th of August, which is a Sunday. Yeah, that's been up for debate as well. I think we mentioned it in a previous Rab show that bands here in Northern Ireland specifically are very used to competing on Saturdays and competing now at a major on a Sunday will be a little bit different, I guess. But um, also what people have been talking about is that the Euros on the 11th of August is, yeah, that's the start of World's Week. I think piping live and everything opens its doors on the Friday, then, uh, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, and you're competing for the Euros on the Sunday, and then the Worlds on the weekend. So it's kind of a crazy busy week of bagpiping. So, um, yeah, that, there's a lot of uh, things to consider there. If you go to Perth for the Euros and get absolutely drenched, for example, not saying that's going to happen, but imagine it does, then you'll have a week to get everything dried out and ready to sing for the Worlds. So that's a factor there. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that conditions at Perth will be, yeah, enjoyable and nice and dry and everyone can play a good tune. Uh, But it's definitely, yeah, tactics may well be in play here. But I do know that a lot of international bands who are going to be flying across and, you know, to attend at the Worlds that weekend uh, will now have the opportunity to compete at two majors this incoming season. Yeah, so I do know a lot of bands, especially from the US, actually, and a few from Canada as well, that were hoping to hit Worlds are now also hoping to hit the Euros as well. So there you go. That's shaping up to be quite a big competition right there. So shout out again to the Dundee, Perth and Angus branch. That was fantastic. And uh, yeah, the 11th of August being a Sunday... It's a, it's an odd one for Northern Irish bands, but I'm sure we'll get over it. It's just brilliant to see that major championship opening its gates. Brilliant. Then, of course, we have the big game that the dates haven't changed. 16th, 17th of August in Glasgow, of course. The Mecca <laughs> for all things bagpiping. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be the culmination of everything from piping live. There you go. So, 16th, 17th of August, the big game, the World Championships in Glasgow. And that'll wrap up our season. Now... As I mentioned earlier, we are still waiting on confirmed details for a lot of our minor competitions here, specifically in Northern Ireland. I do know in Scotland, a lot of the minor competitions are already in the calendar. You can go and check that out up on the RSPBA website right now. Uh, Their calendar is filled with minor competitions Uh, as well. Here in Northern Ireland, actually, one of the competitions that was confirmed there just today, actually, the point of me recording this, is the County Down section announced that they're going to be hosting an indoor competition. Yeah, this is going to be in Dromore High School on the 20th of April, and it'll be a full band competition. Yeah, now that's really quite interesting. I think this is the first time we've had a full band indoor competition in quite a number of years. I do remember them affectionately. It used to be you had, I think, two or three full band indoors that used to be on Bambridge, Five Mile Town. I think the other one was Ballygown. I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, you used to have like three full band indoors before you were allowed outdoors to go onto the grass then to compete for the start of the season in May. Uh, So, yeah, here we are. It seems to be returning. So the County Down section throwing a huge competition in Dromore High School on the 20th of April. There you are. Shout out to the County Down section. So as we hear more dates, of course, on our minor competitions, we'll certainly let you folks know as things slowly but surely start to ramp up here in the UK. Yeah. Now, I know I'm talking all about the UK season and everything in our major championship. I'm very aware that things are definitely happening down under at the moment. I know there's a serious amount of piping happening in Australia and specifically in New Zealand as well, where there's a huge competition happening in Auckland this weekend. So I just wanted to give you all a shout out. And yes, 
if you do want to keep across all of that coverage, we'll do our best here in the Big Rab Show to share it out wherever possible. Uh, we do know a good number of pipe bands are going to be playing at it, including uh, Auckland District, you said they're going. Uh, so, yeah, as we see or notice those performances, we'll do what we can to share them out there so you folks can enjoy it too. So shout out to everyone down under. Yeah, the season now seems to be in full flow. Yeah. So, of course, with the New Zealand Nationals just around the corner next month, won't be long, actually. Yeah, 15th, 16th, not too long for the New Zealand Nationals. Looking forward to that. But, that, yeah, we'll talk more about Nationals in a wee second or two. But I just wanted to let you know, yeah, for those out there now who are booking travel and hotels, we had to get into this because uh, it seems to be as soon as we got this announcement on these yeah major championships in the likes of Bangor and Forez, for example, we've seen a huge increase in hotel prices. The likes of a Premier Inn, for example, which is normally seen as quite basic accommodation. It's a, a bed and a bathroom, basically. Um, yeah, we've seen prices skyrocket. And, yeah, I don't know. We're throwing the door open to you folks out there who listen to the pod that if you do have any recommendations for places for people to stay, then please let us know. Uh, because we do know there's quite a number of people right now trying to book their travel, book their flights, their ferry, their hotels, and I just give Bangor as an example, but we are hearing about Forez as well, Dumbarton as well. A lot of people having difficulty getting affordable accommodation as well as affordable travel. So if you have any hints, tips, recommendations, then please do let us know. I think we are aware of EasyJet currently have a bit of a sale <coughs> at the moment for online purchases of flights. So maybe that might help. Uh, but <clears throat> as far as Bangor is concerned, um, my own personal recommendation uh, would be Bangor Town has plenty of hotels, absolutely. But if you are finding prices maybe too high, then maybe consider going to some of the nearby towns, like Belfast, for example. It's filled with hotels, some real cracking ones as well uh, that you'll absolutely pay for. Uh, but there are some cheaper options as well. And Belfast City is only, what, 20 minutes, half an hour down the road? Really is only a stone's throw away from Bangor. Uh, so, yeah, far be it from me to encourage you to get out of Bangor Town, but absolutely, there's a wealth of choice both in Bangor and in Belfast. So shop around. There is absolutely some affordable options out there, uh, especially at the local level here in Northern Ireland. So if you have any hints and tips, of course, in staying near Forez, for example, or Dumbarton, or, yeah, for Perth even, for the Euros. If, if, yeah, if you have any hints and tips of anywhere that would be cool to stay uh, at a reasonable place, price for a band, then please do let us know because we are getting questions asking, Rab, here, I'm having difficulty with the Premier Inn, lad. It's like three times the price. Yeah, let us know and we'll do our best to point our listeners in the right direction. That email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right. Ah, let's get into the next news story. But, but before we do, I have to say again, a huge congratulations to the RSPBA. That both the branches, I have to say, the branch levels have absolutely, you know, they're the shining star in all of this. Uh, I believe that the branches all across uh, the UK have been furiously working behind the scenes to make this a reality. So well done to all of the incredible team of volunteers behind the scenes. And I think even Pipes Drums published an article saying, you know, give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. I have to agree. Uh, yeah, this has been quite a dark tale at the very beginning, thinking that we're only getting two majors. But now to see that it's, you know, it's actually happening after nothing happening to everything happening. It's just a huge story of success. So I have to say, well done to RSPBA, both in headquarters and at branch level specifically. Well done to you all for making this a reality. 
Uh, yeah, I know. I can't sing your praises enough because it seems to be spent so long slagging you. <laughs> but yeah, absolute kudos. Well done. Congratulations. And yeah, let's have the best possible time at these five majors. I can't wait, man. Oh, it's going to be such a good season. All right, let's roll on. The next news story then, uh, thanks to George Harriet Schools, they have a job opportunity available. So for anyone interested, yeah, in a bass and tenor drumming instructor role. Yes, this will be part-time during term time in school and it will be approximately 10 hours per week. Yeah, plus weekend competitions where George Harriet's will be competing at. So if you have experience, of course, there's various different, you know, uh, criteria that you need to hit, I guess, to be you know available for appointment at this. But my yeah, my recommendation would be to go on to the Big Rab Show on social media. We have shared out this job opportunity a few times now. A part-time bass and tenor drumming instructor job at George Harriet Schools. Yeah, what a great opportunity. So the closing date for it actually is the 23rd of February. So depending on when you're listening to this, may already be closed. But yeah, part-time, term time, bass and tenor drumming tutor instructor job is available yeah so shout out to george harriet's what a great opportunity right there there you go and for those of you curious where is george harriet's school it's in edinburgh there you go so you should know that by now there you go let's fly on right i did mention about the plan requirements did i this is quite a huge deal actually but now we finally have our major championships in the books we now can finally confirm our plan requirements for the year. Now, this is vitally important because I know a lot of bands have already been furiously preparing their stuff, you know, their material for this year. And now that the playing requirements have been announced, they may need to put a little bit more into an MSR or a little bit more into a medley than they might have done before. <laughs> All right, let's go into it. Uh, starting with Novice Juvenile, of course, they have their prescribed marches, which is, which is four two-parted marches. There you are. That hasn't really changed. I think that the one thing that is remaining the same from previous years is the static start. Uh, we are waiting on word uh, from the AGM to see whether that will continue or not. Uh, the whole static, static start thing where the band marches in, they form into a circle, then they hit their opening rolls. So that's been a thing that they've been kind of been experimenting with post-COVID. I believe it works really well. and It has been yeah interesting to watch, but... Yeah, there is honestly merit in it. So I am interested to see how this will pan out at the AGM. So, But yeah, for now, the static start is still a thing in the Novice Juvenile. And I guess we'll wait and see. But that's Novice Juvenile B. Moving on to grade 4B. Again, we have the prescribed marches, which are four two-parted marches. All right. Again, the prescribed tunes list all up there on the RSPBA website. You can go and have a joke at it. It's all up there now. All right, on to grade 4A and novice juvenile A, we have a prescribed MSR. Now, this hasn't really changed much at all as well. Uh, we have either one four-parted march or two two-parted march. Uh, or then you have one four-parted strispe or a two two-parted strispe. You stick them with me? You get the idea? The formula reads all the way through. You have one four-parted reel or a two two-parted reel. Two two-part reels. There you are. I could just about talk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, that's from the prescribed tunes list available on the RSPBA website. I'm sure by now you probably already have your MSRs in place as well as your prescribed marches. So I'm sure it's already there. All right. Let's move on to the juveniles then. Uh, starting with the UK championships for the juvenile grades is the MSR. MSR for juvenile. Yeah. Uh, looking at the British championships then for juvenile, it's medley. The Scottish Championships for Juveniles, MSR. The Euros for Juvenile, 
medley and then medley for the worlds as well so there you go that's yeah that's quite evenly balanced looking at grade three then for the year now this is including grade three and grade 3b 3a Okay, so for the UK Championships, it's a medley competition for Grade 3. There you go. Uh, so it can last anywhere for three to five minutes, and you only have one to submit. Yeah. Under the British Championships, then, for Grade 3A and 3B, you have an MSR. Yeah, so it's an MSR and Forez. Then we have the Scottish, of course, then, which is a medley competition for Grade 3A and 3B. Then the Euros, we have an MSR for 3A, 3B. And for 3A, 3B, again, we have a medley for your qualifying. And then for your final at the Worlds, it's an MSR. That's interesting right there, isn't it? Because normally it's the other way around. You play your MSR for your qualifying and then your medley for your final. Ooh, so that's a bit of a shake-up there. Good stuff. All right. Let's look then at the UKs for Grade 2. Grade 2 for the UKs is an MSR where you have to submit two of them. Yep, so we know that for Grade 2 there's two MSRs. On to the British then at 4S for Grade 2 we have a medley. Yeah, which is 4 to 6 minutes. Uh, then we have an MSR for the Scottish Championships in Grade 2. The Euros is a medley for Grade 2. And the Worlds then are qualifying as MSR. And the final at the Worlds is a medley. There you are. Now, on to Grade 1. This is the one where most people were paying keen attention. What way were they going to shake it up this year? Well, the UK's for Grade 1 is a medley. Yes, that hasn't really changed then. Yeah, so the UK Championships for Grade 1, medley. And the British Championships then for Grade 1 at Forez is an MSR. Yeah, so you're finding the pattern here now. The Scottish then in turn is a medley. Yep, and then the Euros in Perth is an MSR competition. Then that, of course, means the World's. Yeah, you have the Friday and the Saturday where you submit one MSR and one medley each day. Yeah, there you go. So for full information, I know I've kind of read you a bit of a hashtag list there, but for full details on all of the playing requirements, they're just announced now on the RSPBA page. I'm sure all of you out there listening are probably going, Rob, we already know all this stuff. Why are you even talking about it? We know what our playing requirements are. Because, yeah, it seemed to be a lot of bands were already immediately working <laughs> on all on all of their playing stuff, regardless of whether they knew that there was dates in the diary or not. But there you go. Yeah, that's your playing requirements. All right, let's move on to another little news story then, shall we? Okay, I want to briefly mention about the Big Rab Show listener survey. Now, last night on Fuse, we were talking all about it and how a number of people have been submitting their thoughts and feelings on the listener survey. I have to tell you that keep doing that, but be aware that the listener survey is closing. All right, it's closing this weekend, Friday, in fact, the 16th uh, of February. So if you haven't yet, now is your opportunity. Please go to our listener survey and let us know your thoughts on the show, warts and all. So, yeah, the listener survey is closing. And, uh, and not, no, it's not Friday, it's actually, it's Saturday, the 17th. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Stop, the rap got wrong. Yeah, our listener survey is closing on the 17th, not the 16th. I got that wrong. Uh, But yeah, you're very limited time now. You've only, what, two or three days left, I guess, to let us know your thoughts and feelings on the show. And it will absolutely have an effect on our future content. So yeah, there's been a lot of people out there who have been letting us know. uh, So why not join them? There you go. Our listener survey is now available. Uh, You can find all the links on our Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. It's all there. Okay. 
Uh, I have to give a shout out to our Patreon faithful. If any of you listening right now are joining us on Patreon, uh, we have a bit of an online poll at the moment. We are polling all of our Patreon faithful to see whether you're up for a bit of a hangout on Zoom. This is something that us on the Big Rab Show team have been talking about, engaging a little bit more with our Patreon faithful. And yeah, the last time we had a bit of a Zoom hangout with everyone on Patreon, I think it was over the course of the pandemic. And it was great crack. We kind of stayed up until the stupid we are is drinking beer and talking nonsense. It was brilliant. We really enjoyed hanging out with the Patreon folks. Uh, so we want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're on Patreon right now, just wanted to draw your attention to it. Uh, that, yeah, do you fancy hanging out with us and the Big Rab Show team on Zoom and just talking nonsense about the bagpiping world, I guess. And, uh, yeah, getting to know our unscripted thoughts and feelings as well could be quite interesting. Hmm. Especially when you're five beers in. Uh, but, yeah, if you are interested in hanging out with us on Zoom, then that's to come. Let us know. If you are part of the Patreon faithful, let us know if you would like to hang out with us on Zoom. And, yeah, we'll make it, we'll make it happen. We'll make it a reality. There you go. All right, let's fly on. Okay, I was talking about pipe bands who were announcing their St. Patrick's Day arrangements. I have to give a huge shout-out to the Charleston Pipe Band. I have to do that because JD's part of the team. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, the Charleston Pipe Band have actually released quite a huge itinerary over a couple of weeks over St. Patrick's Day. Kicking things off on March 2nd and all the way through to, of course, March 17th, the band is going to have gigs aplenty all over the place. Doing all sorts of great fundraising, I guess, for themselves and for charity and all the rest. So... Yeah, if you're anyways curious, check out the Charleston Pipe Band. They've put the announcement out uh, telling you whereabouts they're playing. And there's just way too many for me to mention here. Dates all over the place. Uh, So, yeah, if your band is going to be doing something similar and have like a bit of a tour uh, across all sorts of different dates and locations, then please do let us know. We do know that St. Patrick's Day is fast approaching and it's quite a busy time for pipe bands. So if your band is going to be happening, having an appearance somewhere over St. Patrick's Day, then let us know and we'll do our best to try and promote it for you. There you go. So shout out to the Charleston Pipe Band who have now released their full itinerary. Yeah. Good luck to you all. That's a good one. All right. have to mention there's quite an awesome opportunity for young Scottish musicians who do fancy playing at the Laureate Festival in Brittany. Yes, the Scottish delegation of the Festival Interceltique de Lorient. You like my French there? And Brittany is seeking two high-quality Scottish musicians available to attend the festival. So the Scottish organisers are seeking two high-quality young Scottish musicians, one male, one female preferably, uh, who can confirm their availability for the festival. Yeah, now if you are curious at all, then yeah, you can follow the links and everything. We've shared it out across the Big Rab Show socials. But yes... Ideally, they would like the musicians to be experienced in instruments such as bagpipes, fiddle, guitar, percussion, etc. And be able to perform these to a high standard. And yeah, if you're any way familiar with the Lorient Festival, come on. It's just, (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous how good this festival is. So the dates for the festival itself runs all the way from the 4th through to the 19th of August. So... Mm, yeah, that does clash with some of our majors that we just mentioned there, the Euros and the Worlds, for example. So if you don't fancy going to the Worlds this year, and maybe you are still available to play pipe somewhere, then why not take the opportunity to go to the yeah Festival Interceltique du Lorient? 
Yeah, I would love to go to the Lorient Festival, honestly. Yeah, that's so iconic with a wealth of history. Yeah, so there you go. That's a great opportunity. So we've shared out the links, of course. Or you can go to opportunities.creativescotland.com. There you are. And they've shared out that opportunity where you can go and apply. There you are. All right, let's fly on. I did mention earlier about the live stream for the New Zealand Nationals, which are fast approaching. And yes, we've had confirmed details that it is happening. They will indeed be live streamed. Oh, yes, baby! Now, we haven't got any links or anything like that to share just yet, but we do hope to have them soon. But we have had both commentators confirmed. Yes, making a triumphant return. We have Libby O'Brien and Phil Mayer. Yes, they're back again. These two honestly do a fantastic job. So professional and extremely entertaining. So, yeah, shout out to the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association. It's just brilliant to see the work going on behind the scenes. And now we have confirmed plans that the live stream for the Nationals will be back. <laughs> I'm so excited for nationals at New Zealand. Uh, so, yeah, it's great to see Libby and Phil back again with the microphone. And, yeah, I will absolutely be tuning in for every moment of it. And if you haven't yet, you can actually go back and watch last year's. Yeah. You can watch the entire thing from start to end, and it's just really cool. Uh, so if you are at a bit of a loose end and you fancy some piping action, then you can go back. Just go and have a look at the RNZ PBA YouTube channel. Yeah, or even across their socials. Yeah, it's all up there. Interesting stuff. Now, there's been tons of pipe bands who've been furiously working behind the scenes in practice. And shout out to St. Lawrence Atul, actually, who put up a few little photographs of the band furiously working behind the scenes. Now, we do know that St. Lawrence Atul are going to be furiously preparing for their upcoming concert in the Aberdeen Music Hall. I do believe tickets are still available. So, yeah, that's April 27th. Just wanted to give it another mention. So, yeah, shout out to them who've been putting out little clips and stuff. Uh, So, yeah. Shout out to the mighty St. Lawrence. And also there's tons of other bands as well, way too many for me to mention, who's been uploading little clips and things and photographs of them behind the scenes working away for this incoming season. So if your band is one such band who are doing so, then please let us know and we'll do our best to share, to share it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to have to name drop now. The Kevin R. Blanford Memorial Pipe Band have been furiously practicing away. Uh, so we've shared out a lot of that as well. Um, yeah, just way too many bands, okay? Uh, yeah, people are going to get annoyed that I don't shout everybody out. But yeah, shout out to every pipe band this last while who've been, yeah, furiously working behind the scenes preparing for this incoming season. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I have to quickly mention that Manawatu Scottish, of course, in New Zealand, have put out quite an exciting announcement. Yeah, they're advertising an opportunity to go and learn pipes and drums, of course, with the Manawatu Scottish Pipe Band. They are establishing a new grade four and also a youth pipe band as well. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who remember listening to the interview we had with Liam Kernahan a while ago, a couple of weeks now, uh, we were chatting about just how vibrant the scene was there in New Zealand. And this is clear evidence of this. The Manawatu Scottish Pipe Band have a, yeah, a massive wealth of talent to pull from here. And now we see them establishing more bands with under their Manawatu Scottish umbrella. Yeah, a brand new grade four competitive band along with a youth pipe band as well. Wow. So for more information, of course, you can check out Manawatu Scottish Pipe Band on their socials where they're inviting everyone to contact them and possibly join them. They're practicing on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. in the MSS Hall. 
There you are. The Manawatu Scottish Society. Uh, so, yeah, if you are curious, go and check out manawatuscottish.co.nz. And, uh, yeah, you, you have an opportunity to hit the circle with either the brand new Grade 4 or even the Youth Pipe Band. There you go. Shout out to Manawatu Scottish. Brilliant to see things developing there. That's smashing. Okay, I did mention in Watch the Crack that the Red Hot Chili Pipers have announced a bit of a UK tour. <laughs> yep, they have. So currently, I think they're still in the United States right now. Uh, I don't think they've actually came back yet. Uh, I think they're finishing out a few final dates out there in the States. But yes, they are flying back to the UK for a bit of a UK tour. Now, they're kicking things off actually in Ireland, in Cork, on May 9th. Yes, and then straight after that, they're coming to Belfast in the Waterfront Hall, May 10th. After that, they're going to Newcastle, England, Harrogate, London, Buxton, Cardiff, Blackpool, Bury St. Edmunds, St. Albans, uh, Chester, Peterborough, Birmingham and Cheltenham. There you go. I love a hashtag list, don't I? Uh, But yeah, it starts May 9th and runs all the way through to June 22nd. And then after that, we're into the summer months where we do know the Chili's traditionally normally jump on an airplane and head back to the States again. So when we hear more dates about the Red Hot Chili's in the US, we'll certainly let you know. That is if it's happening. Because there's been rumours behind the scenes at the Red Hot Chili's that we may be seeing them getting back into the studio again for a possible new album. Now, you might remember a previous interview that i done with the Chili's where they talked about the possibility of producing a Christmas album. Hmm. That was an interesting interview, but it was recorded a couple of years ago. So, yeah, who knows? Watch this space. But for Red Hot Chili Piper fans, right now, the band is currently on tour in the US. They're going to be hitting here in the UK in May, all the way through to June. Tons of great dates to go and catch them. And then hopefully the rumours are true and we're going to be treated to some new music. There you go. We'll wait and see. All right. I did have to give a shout this week to the Blackthorn Piping Society, of course, there in the Discover Ulster Scott Centre there in Belfast. I could just about talk. Uh, yeah, they have announced their Blackthorn Piper of the Month. This month is going to be Sean Maloney. Go on, Sean, you legend. Yes, Blackthorn Piping Society announced their Blackthorn featured piper is Sean Maloney. And they're going to be, yeah, opening the doors to that recital on Wednesday the 21st of February. Yeah, doors open at 7 and all are welcome. Now, I have to say there is a bit of a tuck shop normally available there where you can get tea and sandwiches and things like that. But I would recommend the soup. Yeah, there's some homemade soup that's always presented there at the Blackthorn. And it's really, really, really cool. Yeah, I... I'm going to freely admit this on the pod. Okay, I had like two or three bowls the last time I was there. I ate like a big gorb, but I had the best time. (laughs) Some great piping and some great food too. So yeah, shout out to the Blackthorn. Such an enjoyable event. Uh, It's been a while since I've been to one. So yeah, I might have to get to this one on the the 21st to go and catch Sean. There you go. Sean Maloney, the Blackthorn Piper for this month. There you go. Okay, just wanted to drop it into conversation here in the news and updates. The Las Vegas Highland Games that we know are going to be fast approaching now on April 13th and 14th. Just to let you know that tickets for it are now available. Yes, we've been waiting for a while now for these tickets to be finally released and now they have been. Yes, and that maybe will come in more to play in this week's topic of the week as we kind of unpack what goes on behind the scenes of organising a huge games such as the Las Vegas Highland Games. <laughs> yeah, so April 13th and 14th, yeah, and tickets are available now. You can go to the Las Vegas Celtic Society.org and go and grab them now. There you go. 
Okay, so before we get into Dates for Your Diary, yes, Dates for Your Diary is returning. It's been a while, uh, but it's returning. I have to give a mention to Drumlock Pipe Band, who are selling their drums. Yes, eight Premier HT800 snares, a bass drum, and of course five tenors as well, of all various sizes, are all available for sale right now, thanks to the Drumlock Pipe Band. So if you are curious at all, and now I know that these drums sound good, okay? I've heard them firsthand. They can absolutely sing. So if you're anyway curious or in the market for some full set of new drums, then there you are. Drumlock, pipe band from Hillsborough, are selling their full set. Eight snares, one bass and five tenors. Oh, and as I was talking about tickets going on sale and stuff, I know there's a lot of people out there that are currently waiting on tickets for the Kyle, the Kyle Gathering. Uh, so, yeah, tickets for the Kyle Gathering are going on sale on the 19th of February. All right, so if you are planning on going to the Kyle Gathering, or even, you know, the big concert that's held there called Gig at the Gathering, which is normally on the Friday, I think, at Kyle Games. Uh, yeah, tickets for all of it, as far as I'm aware, all go on sale on the 19th of February. So just wanted to drop that in there. If you are going to the Kyle and Dunin, tickets are going to be available on the 19th. There you are. All right. So that's pretty much all the news and updates. And I have pretty much going to put money on it that there's something we've missed. All right. But... If there is anything glaringly obvious that we really should have talked about this week, then please do let us know. Our email address, bigrabshowgmail.com. Yeah, there's bound to be stuff that we got wrong or absolutely missed out. So please do email us, bigrabshowgmail.com. We'll do our best to catch up next week. There you go. Right. Time for me to go and head off and, uh, yeah, look for my calendar. I think it's time for Dates for Your Diary. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. Yes, it's been a while, but it's back. Time for Dates for Your Diary, eh? (laughs) Right, we're going to kick off, first of all, with the 17th of February. Yes, the National Piping Centre have their junior competition this weekend. And yeah, details for the full draw and everything that's happening is available on the National Piping Centre website. So shout out to everyone competing at the junior competition on the 17th this weekend. Yes, looking ahead as well, we also have the RSPBA Intercontinental Adult Snare Drumming Championship, of course, as part of the Metro Cup. This is taking place in Newark and New Jersey. And yeah, good luck to everybody competing there for that World Championship qualification spot, especially in the adult snare drumming. So yeah, good luck to everyone there at the Metro Cup and especially to all the drummers taking part in the Intercontinental Adult Snare Drumming Championship. 
which is not easy to say it in a podcast. There you are. So that's this weekend as well. Looking forward then, on the 10th of March in William McIlvenny Campus in Kilmarnock, we're going to the Scottish Schools Championship. This championship seems to be getting bigger and bigger every year, with schools all across Scotland competing at this, and we are especially fans of the freestyle event. So, yeah, 10th of March, the Scottish School Championships open its doors again in Kilmarnock. Looking forward to that. Then, of course, we've been talking about it now for weeks over on Fuse. The 15th and 16th of March are the New Zealand Nationals. Yes, these are going to be held in Auckland, and we couldn't be any more excited. Yeah, I see we've been, that's all we're talking about over on Fuse at the moment is the New Zealand Nationals. So, yeah, 15th, 16th of March, New Zealand Nationals. Get tuned in for that. And, right, of course, the following day then, 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day. And I'm sure... Plenty of pipe bands all around the globe will be incredibly busy over St. Patrick's Day. So, there you are. So, you've got plenty of piping action happening there. New Zealand Nationals, 15th, 16th, and 17th for St. Patrick's Day. What's not to love about that? Then, of course, closer to home here, the 23rd of March, we have the Kids with Cancer Charity Nights. Yes, we've been promoting that now for a while, where, of course, our current world champions, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, will take to the stage in Cookstown in the Royal Hotel. Really excited for this one. Of course, a plethora of other soloists and large artists as well. Plenty to look forward to. We're going to be raising a ton of money for charity. Looking forward to that. 23rd of March, Kids with Cancer Charity Night. Also then, on the 30th of March, to bring us up to the end of the month, we have the Scottish Solo Drumming Championships. This is going to be held in West Lothian in James Young High School. Yes, so the Scottish Solos, 30th of March. There you are. So... Quite a lot to unpack there, plenty of dates for your diary, and that's just up to the end of March. But yes, we've got tons of great piping action ahead of us, and we've got a topic to get into here as well, I believe. Yeah, so I guess it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the Topic of the Week. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Yes, topic of the week time. And you might have guessed by the title of this week's episode... Yeah, we're going to be talking to Josh McEachern of the Chandler Rand podcast. And, well, yeah, we will talk a little bit about Chandler Rand, but mostly we have Josh on this week's show because of his role with the Las Vegas Celtic Society. Yeah, Josh has a vast experience in arranging competitions and games in Las Vegas, and we wanted to kind of pick his brain because it's a little bit of a hot topic at the moment, of course, with the arranging of this year's current calendar. Now that we have five majors in the calendar and we've seen the amount of effort it took to bring these competitions to reality, yeah, we wanted to kind of unpack that with Josh, and given his experience, we thought there's no better man. So, what lessons can we learn from the US right here in the UK, or vice versa? Do you think there's Lessons for the USA to learn from what we do here in the UK. Yeah, so strap yourselves in for what will be an interesting chat and uh, quite an interesting edit on my behalf as well. Just how often do you think I'm going to have to use the bleep machine for this next guest? (laughs) Right, let's welcome Josh to the podcast and I doubt we'll find out. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, a name that's familiar to a lot of folk in the piping world, Josh McGeckern. Josh, how are you, mate? 
I'm doing very well. Familiar for some good reasons and probably some not so good reasons, but familiar nonetheless. <laughs> now, you've actually promised me this will be an easy edit this time. So I, I am on yeah. my best behavior, rep. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but we'll be put a penny in the jar every time there's a bleep. Yeah, I feel like every bleep should be a Patreon subscriber to the Big Rap Show. There you go. I like that idea. Yeah, sweet. I'll take that. Uh, well, I have to ask you, first of all, then, how have you been? Um, you've went under quite a lot of personal change in your life. You were talking about this on the Chanderad pod a while ago. You've actually moved, haven't you, from Las Vegas and all of that? I did, yeah. So I actually moved from Vegas to uh, Reno. It's not unfamiliar territory. I went to, I went to university up here, so mm. I'm, I'm used to it. The nice, beautiful mountains and a little bit of snow here and there. We're actually about to get hammered tonight with, uh, I think we're getting like eight inches of snow, 12 inches of snow overnight. A ticket that doesn't snow in Vegas? No. Once every four years, roughly. Right. I see. There you go. Uh, Well, good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, personal adjustments aside and all the rest, uh, the Chandler Rad podcast, we get a ton of questions asking about it here on Rab Show. So Am I right to assume that Chandaran is still very much alive and you guys are still churning out the episodes? Yeah, yeah. And we actually just recorded one. Um, I'm hopefully going to finish that edit today. Right. At the point uh, of us recording it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely gotten to the point of, uh, you know, when we can get to it because we're both very busy. No, of course. Yeah. Well, Andy, he's now he's proper rock legend, isn't he? He's a, he's, a drummer yeah, in a band, big band. Yeah. Shadow of the Moon's taken off like they're doing really well. I mean, and it's a great band. I've mm. I've been to the vast majority of their shows. I might be their number one fan for the most part. And then, uh, yeah, me just just working, working a lot. There you go. That's no bad thing. No bad thing. Right. Well, there is a proper reason why we have you on the show, not just to catch up with you and by Chandarant and all the rest. Is in your, I guess, and in your experience with organizing at the Vegas Games, uh, you were actually quite heavily involved in the organization of all of that, weren't you, Josh? Yeah, so I actually started with the Vegas Highland Games. Uh, oh man, I was probably fourteen at the time. Oh, wow, um, yeah. And it was it was always interesting because I would be doing kind of more operations side stuff. So, and I was competing in the band, so it would be mm-hmm. and doing solos also. So I would show up in the morning, play my solos, change for my pipe band uniform into my uh, you know army gear. Mm-hmm. Take out the trash, fix the generators, work the carts, change back into my pipe band gear to play in the band contest, change again, do, you know, whatever needed to be done for the event, and then change again for mass bands would be usually wow. my last my last costume change before I went fully into my dirty clothes to finish cleaning up, closing out the event, those kinds of things. Yeah. And so well, just to the, the unglamorous side of things then, Josh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's never uh, a really good friend of mine who was the former vice president. Unfortunately, he passed away, but uh, he used to say, never be good at a crappy job because you'll never get rid of it. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, well, obviously, from starting so young, then you kind of worked your way up through the organization then, didn't you? Uh, you ended up in the top of the pile. I'm not right in saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's the definition of never be good at a crappy job. So uh, <laughs> when I when I moved back to Vegas after school, I was uh, operating as the executive director for a while of the event, and so that was a board, a non-voting board position, mm-hmm. and I was basically doing operations management, advertising, uh, entertainment, uh, and just kind of keeping a bird's eye view 
mm. on the project. And then a couple of years of that moved into being the president of the event, which was my, my swan song before I had to move. Yeah. There you and, go. Uh, acting as the president is it it's a whole other animal because there's just you're taking your bird's eye view at that point into space <laughs> like i see yeah you're, you're looking at the whole thing kind of from a unique angle and an angle that most people don't consider especially for american festivals because american festivals aren't just piping and drumming mm. it's pipes drums athletics vendors food entertainment on main stages highland dance there's so much involved. Like that's one of the biggest differences, I guess, between what happens in the US and what happens here in the UK. Um, like the piping in the US is just another event. You know, everything else that's there. You know, like the sheepdog trials, the Highland dancing. The, the, there is so much to it, Josh. It's a piece of the pie. Yeah, I mean, mm. we we do some pretty, especially on the West Coast. I gotta give props to some of my uh, fellow West Coast Highland Games organizers because. Mm. We do some great piping and drumming events and some highly competitive stuff with high grade bands that come even from, you know, Canada. Yeah. You know, we get grade ones out in California, Mm -hmm. but it is, it is just a piece of the pie and you have, you know, our organization, we probably on the day have about 110 volunteers. Um, Wow. As much as that. Wow. During, during prep and planning, we have, you know, a board of five, we have about 13 chairs so people that are working kind of on the off season of planning, mm. ordering kegs, getting generators, uh, figuring out how much fencing we need, how many porta potties we need. I mean, going going into the unglamorous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, organizing car parking, the catering, all that kind of stuff. It's all the stuff that people don't really think about much, but whenever it's not there, then they certainly notice it. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure you've bound to have heard some complaints over the years about, oh, there's not enough portaloos, there's not enough parking spaces. There's, you know, it's bound to be a list. We we changed parks last year, and it was really funny because a bunch of people are like, "Well, you know, I had to walk like a hundred feet from my car to the gate <laughs> to get in," and I was like, "There's nothing I can do about that, man." Mm. Or at our old park, it was really fun. I mean, I loved our old park, uh, Floyd Lamb in Las Vegas. If you get the chance to visit it, it's a beautiful park. Mm. But uh, they made it not very event friendly. And it's always one of those things where it's like, you know, you guys need more trees for shade. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll get right on that. What What am I supposed to do? Yeah, let's plant <laughs> some mature trees here. Yeah, and do that. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't work for the parks department, man. Like I'm a volunteer <laughs> for the nonprofit that throws the event. There you go. With that many different volunteers, that many different board members, people all in like roles of responsibility, difficult to coordinate all of that, though. It's it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a huge pain, but it's also one of those things where I I will never give enough credit to our volunteers if I, if I sing their praises till the day I die, because mm. they work harder for free than most people I know work for money. There you go, and and yeah. it's just out of a love of it. I mean, realistically, everyone just has a kick doing it and they work their butts off for you know four days see i said butts i'm doing better you're doing i just admired that yeah well done (laughs) (laughs) they they work their butts off for like four days five days and that's just during the actual course of the event i mean that's not even counting meetings planning booking insurance advertising Mm. handing out flyers at other events putting up the tent and advertising the event i mean it's that's a a lot. lot 
That's a lot. That's a lot. So, well, I have to now draw a comparison with what's happening here in the UK, right? Now, don't worry, I'm not going to like kind of like come at you sideways and try and trip you. Uh, but right here in the UK, we are starting to see extra dates going into the calendar that weren't there before. Um, I'm sure you've seen my Christmas party video uh, where I was asking Santa Claus for I feel five like, I feel majors. Like, I feel like everybody should be stuffing Rad's stocking because you wouldn't have gotten five majors if you hadn't made that video. That's it. Yeah. Well, Santa Claus is, is coming a bit late this year, I guess. This is what now, February, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's looking like we're getting more dates into the calendar. But it certainly brought into focus the organization of these games and these competitions, just the amount of work that goes into it. But like you're talking about one championship there in Vegas, but the RSPBA, they take care of five, I suppose, five big majors. And I don't know, would you have a degree of sympathy for them from that point of view? No, because I don't think they take care of the vast majority of it. I mean, I highly doubt that they're getting the event insurance sorted, booking the venue. I think that they heavily rely on the goodwill of the different city councils and different groups that are Mm. just like trying to try and move the ball down the field a little bit when it comes to holding events. Yeah. It's not that I don't have sympathy for RSPBA with all the stuff they have to put up with, but Mm. you know, I mean, as my friend said, don't be good at a crappy job. They're crappy at a good job. So I don't, (laughs) I don't really, I don't really have a ton of sympathy for them because a lot of us do the same thing harder, more and for free. That's it. So that, and we mentioned it earlier about the piping being just one element of it, I guess, you know. Uh, so, well, in recent days, I've been thinking about this quite a lot, but the organization of competitions and the similarities and the differences between the UK and the States. And I do believe that we could learn a lot from what you guys do. And one of the biggest things, I think, is the non-piping element, bringing people from outside of this bagpiping bubble and bringing people in. Is that something that you folks work on, like marketing and trying to get people involved? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, you go you go where the crowd is. I mean, mm. if I won, I'll caveat this. If all I had to do was throw a band contest, I would do a backflip. <laughs> Easiest day in my life. Yeah. And you look at you look at a band like City of Angels, where they're doing impromptu band contests in a park. Mm, yeah mm-hmm. just just for fun because so they don't yeah. so they don't have to put up with all the nonsense and they don't have to worry about hey guess what if the association doesn't like it kick rocks like we yeah <laughs> <laughs> you need us more than we need you like sorry <laughs> but that's just how it is yeah but are. we also find that i mean when you think about the consumer right and the consumer is the thing that drives the consumer pays the bills the guy that buys a ticket mm. pays the bills so when I think about what they're interested in, they want athletics have, I mean, adding athletics into an event immediately gets you a little more attention because it's I a see. lot easier to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Can you watching, throw the big stick? Yes, you can. Yeah. And it's entertaining. Watching yeah. It's mm-hmm. watching sports versus watching an MSR, right? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and how many, how many people spend their Saturday night or their Friday night watching football versus watching MSRs? No, nah, I kind of do both, but I, I get, I get, I get what you're coming from. <laughs> you have an MSR in the background while you're watching yeah. the Bills. <laughs> <I do. laughs> yeah, but no, but, I understand. It's the folks who maybe would not be super into, you know, competitive piping. There is something else for them there. Yeah, and there's and there's a lots of there are a lot of layers to it. I mean, when I 
and I and I have this conflict. Luckily, I have an incredibly dedicated piping and drumming chair, and he's amazing in his job. Buggy, if you're out there, that's you, bud. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, and he pushes back on me. We try to make sure that we get that balance because it's like we had a conversation about solo piping, and mm-hmm. solo piping starts before the gate technically opens. Yeah, and yeah. Everybody really that's early. attending. Everybody that's attending for to watch a solo competitor or to watch a band for the vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. They didn't buy a ticket, right? They got, gotcha. they got comped because they're friends and family of a mm-hmm. of a performer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to like start thinking about it in a way. And in a perfect world, we would have an infinite amount of money, and everybody could get everything they wanted. Mm. What we have to think about is the consumer. And okay, you're not going to get here till ten, mm-hmm. so you're missing all of the solo competition. Everybody that came for the solo competition got in for free. So that doesn't help me pay the bills and the bills mm-hmm. are high and they're only going up for everybody. I guarantee the UK events are feeling that too. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. We've had like a, yeah. If not a hundred percent price increase post COVID close mm-hmm. to it. So, yeah. okay. Now what do I do? I need to have a stage. I need to have entertainment on the stage. Cause then when dad and his three kids that he brought to the event are walking around with their Turkey leg, <laughs> They can go watch them throw a stick. They can go go watch the bands. They can go yeah. shopping and get themselves some cool clothes or some jewelry. And you have to, that's the only way to keep it going. Yeah. And that's the sustainability portion, yeah. the, the, the whole sustainability portion is how you keep the art portion alive. So you can't sustain a pipe band contest under its own weight. Mm. You can't really sustain a heavy athletics contest under its own weight. Mm. you definitely can't sustain a highland dance contest it's only one day under its own weight yeah so do you think as a collective though it works like an all in one big collective thing over a weekend yeah yeah i mean it's it's the equivalent like having having vendors and having like food vendors and goods vendors and a main stage with entertainment is paying the taxes that support everything else there you go. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So the model that we have for competitions here in the UK, well, you've been here and you've seen them. You were at the Worlds as, as well. So you know that it's just 100% piping. There's nothing else available. But I do think that that's something that we're possibly lacking. You know, imagine if we we were to bring, like, I don't know, I think they have done it in the past, you know, like heavy athletics and things like that to the World Championships. It would certainly add another thing for families to do i guess you know they've experimented with these um do you think that's something we should possibly bring to future majors i think it, it depends because you do change the nature of it so with the major because the majors are like straight up piping events yeah yeah 80 percent of the people that are there are in a band or a family member of a band mm-hmm. that's very true yeah so i think that's where they're running into the sustainability problem because you're not getting you're not getting a random person off the street that says, Hey, you know what I'm going to do today? Yeah. I'm going to go drop, I'm going to go drop 20 quid on a ticket and check out this event. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's, you're, you're, you've kind of, you circled the rag wagon, you circled the wagon around your captured audience mm-hmm. and your captured audience is band members uh, and family Hyping members. Fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Joe it. Blow on the street, you don't have, and you're, and there's not outreach to that person either, right? So like you're not yeah. attracting customers. You've got a you've got a set customer base, 
that is bands, family members, and adjoining. And it's never going to grow enough to be sustainable in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So and I think that with the RSPBA and with the majors, one of the things they've run into is they had a decent sized war chest. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can sustain not attracting new business if you've got a big stack of cash to sit on. Mm-hmm. And then if you blow that on a building and you have no more cash, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> no, Josh, no, come on. You're getting controversial now. Um. <laughs> so, so it's like, hey, like, you know, if you've if you got a million dollars in the bank and you want to run no a business, yeah. you want to run, you can run a business at a loss for a long time if you have a war yeah. chest. If you don't have, and one of the things that I think has kind of galvanized the way that we do things in the States is we don't have that war chest we can't mm. run at a loss if we ran an event that lost money for three years there's no event yeah that's it yeah you just can't do it mm-hmm. unsustainable really so i wonder is the like the financial model that you know our association have at the minute is it working like we do know that a lot of these events are free and some of them are ticketed obviously the world's is ticketed uh, but that money goes towards like the promotional companies that help run it, like Glasgow Life, and even sometimes the district councils themselves who run it. Sometimes they pocket the cash too from the ticket sales. Um, it's a difficult one to know that the finance. I think it's the devil in the detail. I think there, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just it's being mindful, right? Mm. I mean, it's it's one of those things where okay, do you want to do this? Do you want to blow this thing out for two years, mm. or do you want to? keep it alive for a hundred years there you go and and which way which way do you run it right i mean it's kind of it's kind of sixes people don't think people don't think about the fact that i probably spent fifteen thousand dollars on fence yeah and that's before i spend 30 grand on the piping and drumming contest there you go even before that he's thought about prize money and judges and travel i mean I, mm-hmm. As much as I love Bruce, uh, when he walks out of his front door into an Uber, I start paying mm. for that drive, his flight, his drive from the hotel to the event in Vegas. <laughs> like, That's it. Yeah. So as much as we're talking about outreach and everything and getting those folks from outside the pipe and bubble, I definitely think that that's something that the power of social media captures. Do you know what I mean? Like those live stream videos we did, the YouTube stuff and all of that show folk then that the piping world can be an inviting one. But is that something that you guys work on for the Vegas games? Oh, 100%. And you guys, you guys were so far ahead of the curve with the live streaming stuff and just doing it for the love of the game. I mean, but, the fact the fact that you got pushback on any of those events back in the day blew my mind. It still doesn't I have make to pay sense. People, yeah. I have to pay people to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have a local group that's like, yeah, we're gonna come live stream all of the piping contest for free. Yeah, yeah. It's been something that's kind of pickled our brain for a while. Yeah. But that's what we're trying to do is try and help the scene as best as possible. And you know, that I think it's something that hopefully in the years to come that RSPBI will continue to engage with social media, that it isn't this big scary monster. I you know I do not have a lot of hope. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, but I do, I do hope that they do that. I think, yeah. I think they're stuck. They're stuck in a bit of a internal feedback loop. Yeah. They, you know, when you try to bury stuff in 2024, mm. or when you obfuscate the truth, or when you're, you know, cagey about answers to things, like people, people's, we're gonna get our first penny. People's 
spit meter is adept. Like there I mean, go. nowadays everybody can smell it from a mile away. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So you can't, you know, you can't get away with that kind of stuff anymore. You have to just be open and honest and say, "Hey." And part of being open and honest is saying, "When you screw up, own it." Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Now we have a section on our show called "Stuff That Rob Got Wrong." You yeah. know. <laughs> We're not constantly getting stuff wrong. It, so, and it's not the end of the world. No, no, 100%. Yeah. You just, you just hold your hand say, up. Yep. I messed that up. Was, it's yeah. me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> uh, and then you just move on, man. And people yeah. are pretty cool about just saying, yeah, you did. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? And then you just try to do a little bit better. There you go. That's it. We're all human. Absolutely. Uh, so, well, the reason I'm talking about outreach so much is because it's something that happened to me at last year's Worlds. I don't know if I've told anyone this story, really. Um, but if I got into an Uber or a taxi in Glasgow town, and it's happened to me a few years now, but last year was really bad. I jumped into the Uber and I said, right, take me to Glasgow Green. I said, why do you want to go there? I said, well, it was the Saturday. I said, today's the World Championships. I'm going down for the Worlds. And the the entire journey I spent explaining to that Uber driver what was going on in the city and why there was pipe bands everywhere. And he just thought it was like a music festival or something. He said, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. There's people playing pipes and stuff. He didn't know what was going on. Um, so I had to explain it to that Uber driver what the world's was, why it was so important, and why an agent from Northern Ireland flew across to come and watch it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, why is that job mine? Why do I have to do that? <laughs> well, you don't have to. You do it out of kindness. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, but you should be educating your, your royalty, the drivers of the world. You know, there's got to be like a there's got to be like a 15 year royalty check in the mail for you from RSPDA, <laughs> right? For doing your job for them. Well, hey, there you go. <laughs> and and like when you look at it, so we probably have and and we heavily market our event. Mm, yeah. We probably have about twelve thousand attendees. Wow, for, that's uh, brilliant. Las Vegas Highland mm. Games. And that's, you know, maybe if I had to ballpark participants, like people who were athletes, bands, etc., mm-hmm. maybe 500 people. There you go. Yeah. So the other 11,500 mm. came from elsewhere. And that's really what you need. I mean, we have the we have the fortune of being in you know holding the event in Vegas, which is the entertainment capital of the entire world. Yeah, but you still got what probably a little over half a million six hundred thousand people in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say and that. Those are yeah. and those are your locals. Mm-hmm. Like, and everything's fifteen minutes away. I mean, it's a tiny place. <laughs> so, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no reason, and you have Glasgow Green, which is an amazing venue in the middle yeah smack bang in the center of the city yeah you have an amazing venue in the middle of a beautiful city with six hundred thousand people and i would probably guess that the and and i'd be be pulling this completely out of my bum but maybe 90 percent of the attendees are in a band or dating someone in a band or the kid of someone in a band or Or have played in one or yeah Something carrying like that. a carrying a tuner or a drum case for somebody yep. in a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but I, I definitely think it's outreach is something we could work on. You know, certainly that's a big lesson we can learn from you folks in the states. Um, because like you have like the games has its own social media presence as well as YouTube channels and you know all of that stuff that's all associated with the games. 
we don't get that for the Europeans, the British, the Scottish, you know, it's like it's, I don't know. I'm spitballing and I'm complaining now, uh, but I do think there's a lot of lessons we could learn from the U.S. But, you, but you can also tell why. I mean, you, yeah. know, you know why it doesn't have there. There's not a U.K. championships Facebook page. Why? No. Because the U.K. championships is living and dying by the word of RSPBA. There you go. Yeah. And, and RSPBA mm-hmm. has some serious panda syndrome right now, and there's just not much that can be done. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know what panda syndrome, you need to be a listener of Chandler Ram Podcast. I'm not going to ask you to explain listen. it here. So, no, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do it in a way that's uh, PG thirteen. Okay, go for uh, it. Good luck. Yeah. the The problem with pandas is they will not procreate to save ah, their own species. I love. See, you've got your thesaurus there with you, Josh. You, you, I don't know. You're doing so well, man. This is good. <laughs> thesaurus is my favorite dinosaur, Reb. <laughs> It's got tiny arms. There you go. Anyway, uh, we're talking about competition. You've had the luxury of being able to compare the two worlds now, uh, both competition in the US and here in the UK. Luckily, I've now had the same experience. I think I, you know outreach is definitely something I've noticed. Um, but is there anything else you believe that could be, you know, brought here to the UK scene? Was a good example from the US. Uh, I mean, hospitality, but I think. And yeah. and not and let me let me clarify that because you have the hospitality of the people and when I was there I have never been treated better in my entire life there than I go. was by yeah. the people of Northern Ireland and the people of Scotland. <laughs> but and it could just be the Vegas in me, and when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, some of the things that we do, you know, VIP tent, great food, uh, free bev in the VIP tent, things like that, start to. And, yeah. and not just not just for, like I guarantee, if I'm on the board mm-hmm. of the organizing association uh, for the worlds, I ain't paying for a bev. No, no, I yeah, I'd pretty much agree I'm, with I'm that. Sitting, that I'm, I'll be sitting in the RSPBA hot tub with a whiskey in my hand, and all <laughs> all will be well. Yeah, this hot tub we hear so much about. Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things, but one of the things that we always look at too is like we rely heavily on sponsorships as well. So we get yeah. sponsors. Our sponsors are sitting in the VIP tent right in front of the main stage, enjoying a free drink and some delicious food, yeah, and just taken like care of, getting mm-hmm. that treatment. You know, because that's how you get someone to write you a ten grand check, and you need it. There you are, because we're uh- not making. The only, the only other option is to charge 50 bucks a ticket, and we can't do that either. No, that wouldn't be sustainable either. But that, that is something that, you know, we've toyed with the idea here in the show as well. Like, why aren't these events sponsored? You know, get a big name brand in or something. And, you know, there's plenty of pipe manufacturers and stuff. I'm sure would be more than glad to sponsor an arena. Oh, God, you know? no. Pipe, pipe manufacturers will never throw a dollar at anybody. Uh, trust really? me, I've tried. <laughs> yeah, no. they're never going to do it. <laughs> But, but you know, that's not where you look. So you don't look at pipes and drums manufacturers to give you money because what they're going to mm. try to donate is product. They're going to say, oh, hey, we'll give, away, we'll give yeah. away a drum or we'll give away a free chanter or we'll give away mm. a set of bagpipes and we'll put a tent up and try to sell, 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 sell. Yeah. You need, you need you know, local businesses more than anything. I, mean, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you, did you see a housing development just pop up in your town? Who's that? Who developed it? Call that developer and say, "Hey, do you want to get some? Do you want to get some great press? You should probably uh-huh. be a sponsor of our event." 
That's a good idea. Your yeah. local hardware store is a great one. I mean, mm. you get you get places that are local businesses mm-hmm. with stacks of cash, preferably. <laughs> yeah. And you but say, hey. for advertising is the thing. Yeah. You say, hey, like, mm-hmm. you should be, you know, we have a distinct advantage because we're a nonprofit organization. We're a 501c3. So to the non-American audience, it's a total volunteer nonprofit. Every dollar made goes right back into the event. Yes. Yes. And when you're a 501c3, your deductions are, or all of your donations are tax deductible. Mm-hmm. So if you, if the big rap show writes me a $10,000 check for the Las Vegas <laughs> Highland Games, <laughs> he ain't paying taxes on that. I see. So it's tax deductible. So it pays the advertiser to pay you. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And, and we, get, yeah. we really try to aim for local businesses. It's a lot harder when you try to do anything that's, you know, national or international for mm. you guys. And yeah. as much as I love and I have friends that work at every pipe manufacturer and drum manufacturer in the entire planet, yeah. they're not going to give you a dime. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Well, we, we have seen it here, and, but you know, for like so, solo events and concerts and things like that, but it's on a smaller scale than what you're, we're chatting about here. We're like a large scale pipe and drum event. We're talking about big sponsorships there, possibly, you know. Yeah, so two, 200 bucks from Andante doesn't pay my bar tab, much less. There you go. So yeah, <laughs> much less get you a banner at the event. Yeah. So we're not going to grab sponsorships from Mercedes or Ferrari or none of these huge companies. You know, that, that's it. But local businesses, absolutely. I'm sure some of these venues that could be tempted, you know. But uh, even at that, there's tons of other like Arts Council grants, things like that, that, that I'm sure the RSPBI could be looking into to help pay for these things. Oh, absolutely. But, and uh, Arts Council grants, I mean, any kind of grant funding. Mm. Typically, an organization of that size, unfortunately, I don't have an organization of that size, but typically you'd have a grant writer. And that was their job. Like their job would be apply yeah. for grants. Right. I have, bring in I have that one, finance. I have one at my day job. They apply for grants. Like that's. There you go. What, they get up in the morning, they go try to get millions of dollars that's just sitting there. Yeah. And take advantage of that and, you know, help the scene. Absolutely. I so mean, I, it's, it's your money. Like. <laughs> You may as well have it. Yeah. Grant, if you grant, can apply grant funding, it. like grant funding is something we all pay into. It's your money. You might as well try to get some of it. There you are. No, sound advice for sure. And it, it was all talked about at the time, whenever we first had the initial announcement that we were only getting two majors this year and the finance chat was kind of off the wall. Everyone was talking about possible solutions. That was one of them. Yeah. I don't know why that, that hasn't been looked into in greater detail, but hey. The thing, the thing that kind of blows my mind about your guys' situation is the dues haven't changed. No, so, haven't changed at all. So you're, right. paying, you're, you're paying for five chicken breasts, and you're only getting two chicken breasts. <laughs> well, we're getting more now. It's starting to trickle through, but it took us yeah, a wee while. Yeah. But that's only because you guys put them on blast. <laughs> <laughs> if, you hadn't, if you hadn't fired a shot across the bow, they would have been like, what if we do no contests and just keep taking dues? There you go. Yeah, that it's was like a valid it's like argument. A, it's like mm. a gym membership where just gyms make their money on people paying and never showing up. And not showing up. Yeah, there you are. So then you, then you have an entire model of like, if you guys hadn't complained, I guarantee it would have been, hey, we're going to do two majors this year. We're going to do one major next year, and then we're not going to do any. <laughs> and by the way, the dues are still 500 quid a band. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'm sure they want to buy another crappy building. 
Oh, here. I, we're getting really lost into the woods here, aren't we, with this controversial stuff? Uh, so, hello to all of the board you of directors who may be listening right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys want to send a complaint to me, it's chanarain at gmail.com. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Grant, well, Josh, speaking of Chandler Rant, then we'll get away from all this serious piping chat then. Uh, yeah. What about the Chandler Rant? Well, what have you guys got in the future? Have you anything big planned? Nothing big. Um, we're, we're mostly just trying to find time to get together and record shows. We had a fantastic mm. time with all of you guys on the Christmas episode. That was fun. And, yeah. And that's half half of the, I mean, kind of what the show's turned into. Originally, originally, it was an exercise in making sure that we show up every week and do the work. Yes. Yeah. And if it was a good week or a bad week, they can't all be gold. You just kind of, we're going <laughs> to record. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to record, we're going to edit, we're going to publish. And I yeah. think now it's become less of like a, every single week we're going to put a show out and more of, Hey, when we get the opportunity, mm. let's put a show out. And the most important thing lately, and you've probably seen on the last few episodes where it's usually not just us, it's usually a group. That's right. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of become an excuse to uh, get all of our friends on for a bit of sesh. Yeah. And it's no and, bad thing. Yeah. And you know, if we get, if we get six, if we get six episodes of sesh uh, out in a year, but it's good fun and we get to see the people that we don't normally get to see and talk to, then I think that's worth it. And we'll Absolutely. still be putting out more than Grace Note Vortex. So <laughs> oh, we give those guys so much stick, you know. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even the up to the line part as well. Like we really miss them. Um and then I, I mean know. somebody has to. Well, that, yeah, somebody has to. Somebody ha- somebody has to miss them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have to say that Premiere pipe band podcast is no longer around um i don't know ever... was the premiere one were we premiere or were you premiere oh no oh certainly wasn't us no it was the pod band pipe cast or did i say that oh, right uh, the yeah, pod no pipe idea. band yeah those guys uh but yeah they're not producing episodes anymore um but th- there's a wealth of other great podcasts have you listened to gary west's new show but I, i'm I such not, a huge yeah. fan have you not? I've been I've been going on a deep dive into Jim's show into a oh yes droning on that's oh, so, so good. good yeah if Long you're if form. you're full on if you're a full on nerd like us <laughs> or if you just want to fall asleep either way I mean <laughs> Jim has a real soothing voice absolutely if you're having, if you're having trouble uh, catching some Z's uh, <laughs> or if you're interested in some deep deep lore about backpiping i would check out jim's show yeah some of it's fascinating yeah some of the guests he has on are so knowledgeable yeah Uh, that i admit i've actually went back and listened back to a few of them you know there's a lot to unpack there i mean i was on there once so there's one guest that was not knowledgeable but that was just me (laughs) and i i think i I must have made that edit a living hell there's no way oh no did you make him get out the bleep machine yeah. There you go. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he had to make assign a hotkey. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah. But what? A, so I would definitely recommend Gary West's show. Yeah. Enjoy your piping. Out. I know we've been promoting it here in Rab Show since it started. But you should check it out. It was nominated well, there for a Scotch Child Music Award last year. Yeah. Well, and Jim Jim got scooped up by uh, Duke. So Doogie scooped him up and has That's him doing right. uh, those dojo sessions now. Yeah, which are brilliant, though. Have you been they're watching great. those? Yeah, they're fantastic content. Really good. It's great because Jim asks a question and then sits back. That's all you have to do. With, you can, yeah, you can see him fold his friend. arms and, all right, Andrew, on you go. <laughs> it's, a great thing. it's a great thing about having Doogie on is you can always just be like, hey, so uh, what's, what's one plus three? And then you just lean back. And then, 
Ease away. Yeah. And he'd be like, well, the reason that most modern American reads suck is <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> oh man, send it. Okay. Oh, he's amazing. Though. I t- yeah. Especially the stuff like recently in my own plan, like we've been promoting it this last while, um, but the tuning program that they have is really, really cool. I don't know if you've checked that out yourself. He's, have you? he's dialing that in, man. I mean, mm. this is what happens when you, when you sick a mad scientist on bagpiping. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank goodness he didn't decide to like, you know, create, AI or a killer robot or wow, could you Frankenstein monster because yeah, we, we've different. got him. We've got him sequestered. Mm. He's into he's into teaching bagpipes. Let's just let's just keep him in his corner. Just keep him there, <laughs> and he'll do some expert work for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that in mind, then Josh, I'm going to let you go. But it's been a fascinating conversation, and I do think that us here in the UK could learn a lot from you guys there in the states for sure. Um, so obviously, now that you've moved to Reno, and that are you. Any are you involved in the Las Vegas games anymore or I am, yeah. So I'm still I'm still helping organize. Um we have a new president who was my vice president when I was on, uh, mm. and she is an absolute rock star. She's just hitting that stress period of Uh-oh. like oh, yeah. oh god, oh god, oh god, what is all this stuff? <laughs> and so it's my it's role, getting close, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in April. And so mm. my role has kind of become one. I'm still doing some of the behind the scenes stuff, some of the finance stuff, but yeah, really just trying to make sure everyone stays calm. Right. And doesn't and panic. Like, hey, yeah. Like the first <laughs> thing you do first rule, right. Hitch- was it hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy? Like mm. number one, don't panic. <laughs> and, I, and I tell her all that. I talk to her at least twice a week. I'm like, Hey man, you've got this. Like you're a smart, capable person. Don't worry, but everything's yeah. on fire. I know <laughs> that's regular. <laughs> it's just how it goes. That's just the norm. There you go. That's, that's yeah. just, just the nature of the business. She's like, well, when you, you know, when you were in charge, you didn't seem to be panicking this like at this time of year. I was, no, I was. It was on the inside, mm. and and I had the help of whiskey. <laughs> that helps too. Yeah, I think someone once told me uh, whenever you see someone you know who's part of the organizing committee at a game, uh, games that uh, they're very much like a swan. I said, what do you mean, like a swan? So, well, on top of the water, they're all calm and collected, but underneath, they're paddling like kicking, mad. Kicking like hell. Yep. Yeah, that's it. So that's very much the case. Yeah. The only the only parting wisdom I would give to any of your audience that attends these events, whether they're in the States or they're in the UK, if you run mm-hmm. into a person taking out the garbage, if you run into a person selling tickets, if you see an organizer, an MC, if you see anybody Mm -hmm. that has helped organize or put this thing on that you're attending, just give them a hello and a fist bump or something. I mean, yeah, because it's thankless. And we do it. We do it because we're sick in the head. (laughs) Same, same reason that you go to, you know, a bunch of piping contests all the time because you're sick in the head too. So like that's, that's same team. That's it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think even the stewards as well involved in oh, our pipe man. <laughs> They're unsung heroes. Stewards have a rough gig. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, here's someone who's incredibly stressed, just drove overnight, and uh, they're going to go play. Yeah, they, they, I, they drove. They know. drove. A, if you're in the if you're in the states, if you're in like a West Coast event, it's like you have a person that probably drove 300 miles yesterday to play for two minutes. My goodness. Yeah, they are. It's, I don't know. It's such an unsung hero role, I think. And I can't sing their praises enough. So shout out to the stewards. They are. Yeah. Grant. When you see a volley, man, when you see a volley at any of these events, volunteer, mm. just give them, give them a, give them a fist bump and a thank you. That's all it takes. Cause they're happy Absolutely. to have you there and you're, 
you may not know it yet, but you're pretty happy they're there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Josh, thanks so much for joining us on the pod this week, man. Some real pearls of wisdom there. And uh, thanks for not making this a nightmare to edit. That was smashing. <laughs> I did. I did pretty good. Yeah. You did do pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If now you everyone, now everyone can get out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You'd have to go. Oh, there you go. Get the bleep. I figured now. you'd hang up on me at the end just as a bit. No. <laughs> Josh, thanks a million, mate. And for those of you who haven't checked out Channel Rant, please do. And go and check out any of their future episodes. Shameless plug, Josh. Why not? I yeah. love it. And, Cheers, and go, like the, go like the Las Vegas Celtic Society on Facebook. Why not? There you go. Do that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks a million, Josh. We'll chat with you again, no doubt. Thank you. Ah, uh, Josh McGacker in there. Yes, the absolute legend. And do you know what? That wasn't too bad. He was pretty well behaved. You know, by Josh standards, that, that was him being an absolute angel there. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Josh. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And, yeah, some interesting insight there, for sure, into the organization and what it takes to go, yeah, and run a competition, you know? And even the considerations of what, you know, large-scale events like the Las Vegas Celtic Society and they run their games over there, just how huge it is and how piping and drumming is just a very small element of it. Yeah. An interesting chat there. There you go. Right, well, if you haven't checked out the Channel Rand podcast, then please do so, but uh, do so at your own risk. Yes, listener discretion is advised, of course, at all conversations in that ensue. So, um, yeah, you have been forewarned. Uh, but, yeah, it's quite a colourful podcast, I would say. Yeah, there you go. Alrighty. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, that's another topic in the can, as they say, and another pod well and truly finished. If you have any thoughts or feelings on anything we've discussed on this week's podcast, as always, our listener mail remains open. BigRabShow at gmail.com. You can always drop us a message and let us know what you think. And of course, you can always drop us a weekly drone as well. Yeah, it's always good to have JD on the show, letting us have it, warts and all, of course. So yeah, go to our website, thebigrabshow.com, big button at the top of the page, Weekly Drone. There you are. All right, folks, that's been quite an interesting show this week, and we will return next week for an even more interesting topic, as we do every single week. So thank you all for joining us. Until then, we'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can get your hands on tons of extra pipe and goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.